Um, wanted to remind you about this evening, our service this evening. Uh, we will um, meet at 6 o'clock tonight and uh, for our service. And then after the service, we will have an ice cream fellowship. Uh, also bring desserts. Not just ice cream, but bring brownies with nuts in them and all that kind of thing. All right? So uh, you can even mark a plate that says Calvin on it if you want to. Okay? But... Um, we uh, look forward to that uh, for tonight. Um, Eugene Cuevas will be with us, as well as Tracy Hips, and so we look forward to what the Lord uh, will do tonight uh, through our service as well. I wanted to make mention of um, some scripture this morning. I want you to turn your Bibles to Colossians in the fourth chapter. Um, in our missions conference, pray, give, go, and serve. Um, is kind of the theme, and it starts in the right place with prayer. If you study the New Testament and you look in Matthew chapter 9, uh, the Lord uh, is telling His disciples that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. What's the next verse? He says, therefore do what? Pray. Beseech the Lord of the harvest. I know you all remember what we read last week because you have great memories we read Second Thessalonians in the third chapter where the Apostle Paul asked the Thessalonian church for prayer in terms of sharing the gospel of Christ. Well, if you go to Colossians in the fourth chapter, you can tell this podium's not set up for me this morning, can't you? Uh, chapter 4, verses 2 through 4. I want to just read those uh, verses uh, this morning. As we consider this very important aspect of prayer as it relates to sharing the gospel. Notice chapter 4 verse 2, Paul says, Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving, praying at the same time for us as well that God may open up to us a door for the word. I love that phrase. That who? That God may open up. To us a door for the word, so that we may speak forth the mystery of Christ, for which I have also been imprisoned, in order that I may make it clear in the way I ought to speak. It's prayer, guys. Prayer is the common bond that you have through the New Testament when it comes to sharing the gospel of Christ. We need to pray. We need to pray that God would give to us today opportunities to share the good news of Christ. That every day we live... We have the privilege to get up and say, Lord, help me today. That there would be a door of opportunity today to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I wanted to encourage you uh, with that uh, this morning. Why don't we have a word of prayer? Let's bow together. Father, we want to thank you this morning for your word. We thank you for the consistency that we see. Lord, in the New Testament, as, as missionaries go out, there's prayer. As um, Paul prays or asks for prayer, uh, that the word would continue to spread. He does that with the church. Lord, it's clear that it all begins with beseeching you, coming to you, asking you. Because, Lord, it is you that does the work. You move and you work in lives. You change the hearts of men and women. You do that. And we have the great privilege to be involved in that by, by um, planting the seed and watering the seed, 
But as Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians, you cause the growth. So, Lord, it begins with you, it ends with you. And we just thank you for that. Thank you for the fact that the pressure is not all on us to change anyone. We can't change people. But the Spirit of God does that. Every single one of us that are in Christ today have the testimony that the Spirit of God convicted us of sin and our need for a Savior in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we want to thank you for that. I pray that we would be consistent each morning in praying, Lord, send us people that we might be able to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with them. And so uh, we look forward, Lord, to what you're going to do today through our conference as we continue to beseech you and as we continue, Lord, to um, have opportunities to share about the transformation that's taken place in our lives as a result of our faith in Christ. And all this we pray in his most glorious name. Amen. Um, We want to see uh, just a short clip in just a second of a video uh, we had a group of men go down to YWAM. That's where Sarah Nichols is. And um, a group of our men went down, and they did a work project. I believe in the film, you're not going to see any of them doing yard work. They say there was yard work being done. Um, but that crew, there's no evidence of it. But um, I do know that a few guys did that. But they did also build a deck. And so we want to show that uh, video right now. that were involved in that. 
they didn't ask me to go on that trip. I guess they thought it was beyond my skill. Uh, I could have donated some tools, though. I never use them. <laughs> um, so this morning we wanted to uh, have an opportunity to meet our missionaries, all those that are here uh, with us this morning. And um, so we want you to uh, stand up uh, right now, if you could, please. And we want to um, come around and allow you to introduce yourselves uh, to Grace uh, Community Church. So we'll start over on this side, and we'll start over here with Sarah. Um, I'm Sarah Nichols. I am David and Melinda's daughter, and I am on staff with Youth of the Mission Orlando. And I've been on staff about two years, and I work with youth and uh, do focus on Muslim ministries. And this is my friend Emily, who is also on staff at Youth of the Mission Orlando, and she's came up and helped me speak at the youth group last Wednesday. Luke Milam, on staff with the Blake House, a drug rehab ministry in Bremen, Georgia, and I'm the director of transitional ministries. Okay, Patrick. I'm Brian, this is my wife Terry, and uh, we're with uh, the Campus Outreach in Thailand. We're glad you cleared that up because the first hour, did you catch it? He said, that's my wife Amy. And I'm like... <laughs> Hey, <laughs> uh, but hey, it's Brian and Terry Furpo, and daughter Amy, and then Caleb's here somewhere, all right? Go ahead, Don. Bill and Linda Parker with Camino Global. We're in the Camino lineup over there, about three other, two other Camino group. And uh, come by and talk to us about our ministry. We were here last year, and uh, we'd love to share with you what God is doing with the Spanish speakers, with Latins. He's now sending them out as missionaries to 1040 Winda, to places where uh, Americans are, are not so welcome and where bivocational missionaries are needed. We're doing a mentoring mission, uh, ministry. We'd love for you to come by and get a, uh, some Honduran coffee. We'd like to tell you about that, too. All right. Thank you. Uh, Dean and Linda Self uh, uh, with Camino Global, also, and uh, we are uh, we work here in the state of Alabama among Hispanics, uh, uh, where there's probably 70 ch- Hispanic churches in the Birmingham area uh, that only speak Spanish in their worship services, and I work among an alliance of uh, pastors. Jordan and Hannah Self with Camino as well, where we're all represented. Um, ditto what the Parkers said, uh, but we work with the missionaries of Camino Global with member care, pastoral care, and I work with the missionary kids as well. Juan Barrientos, my wife Eva, my, our daughter Priscilla, and we are working with World Reach in Lima, Peru. All right, amen. Anyone else want to, don't want to leave you out? We appreciate... Yeah, I was going to mention them. That's fine. Thank you. Uh, Kent and Marion are doing children's church today. <laughs> we get out at 1 o'clock, Kent and Marion, just in case you need to know. All right? <laughs> no. Uh, but we do appreciate all of you guys and appreciate the ministry that the Lord has given you because the Lord gave you uh, that ministry. We have an opportunity to partner with you in praying for you, uh, giving to the ministry. Uh, but I think one of the most special opportunities we have is to know our missionaries. Uh, we are a unique church and that we get to actually have FaceTime uh, with our missionaries. And I know that um, 
for each and every one of us. It's a great privilege to be able to do that. This morning, um, Jordan and Hannah uh, Self are going to come and give a brief update about their ministry with Camino Global. Um, Jordan was in the youth group uh, that I was a part of years ago at Springville Road Community Church. He was one of the best kids. you believe that? No, you don't. <laughs> they don't believe that, Jordan. <laughs> so we're so thankful that Hannah, that the Lord brought Hannah into your life. All right, amen to that, right? Um, right, and so we're just so thankful for Jordan and Hannah. But um, I just really, um, to, for me, uh, and being involved with a lot of these kids that are on the mission field, um, it's a privilege to see what God has done in their lives and how He's grown them uh, from the troublemakers that they were in youth group and how He's put them on the mission field. And they're serving him. Uh, there's pastors, there's missionaries, and so we just so appreciate all of them. And so, Jordan and Hannah, would you come please and give us an update about your ministry? We'd really appreciate that. And they had a new addition to their family recently, so they'll they'll talk about that as well, I'm sure. Right. It's on. Hannah's going to do all the speaking. She said. Yeah, we have a new addition, um, Afton. Hope and she's five months, and we're finally getting a little bit of sleep, so that's a huge blessing. But as I come back here every time uh, to Grace Community, I um, am just so thankful, and it's it's like coming back home, really. And I know so many of you guys in this in this building. This is where Pastor George took a chance on me and hired me as the youth pastor, and just have a lot of great memories here. And just um, just privilege and honor to be here with you guys, and, and thank you for letting me share a little bit. Um, just to kind of sum up everything that we've been doing for four and a half years, we were in Guatemala. I worked with um, missionary kids, but not just missionary kids, other teachers and other missionaries around there doing counseling. I taught Bible, discipleship, um, things like that. I worked a little, for a while, worked with um, some disabled kids in Guatemala at a hospital, and um, kind of done a little bit of everything over there, and we loved it, and um, God just kind of put in our hearts, along with the president and vice president of Camino Global, to come back and do member care and be the missionary kid director of all of our missionary kids with Camino Global, and so um, we prayed about it. God kind of, you know, got got wisdom, and, and God was just guiding us to come Moved back to Texas. Um, and so last year, I was just mainly, we were trying to find a house, have a baby, and just doing the uh, missionary kid directorship there. But then um, as I'm going into the office more, we realize that there's a bigger need as well to do member care and counseling for all of our missionaries. And so this year, I'll be doing a lot more traveling um, with Camino Global. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to Mexico and um, just trying to help out wherever I can. Um, one of the biggest issues on the mission field, and some of you missionaries can attest to this, is um, missionaries not getting along with each other. And that's one of the number one reasons why a lot of missionaries leave the field. Second issue is, is issues with kids. And so we're really trying to focus on that to try to bring member care there, to try to bring conflict resolution, uh, helping out with the kids in transitions and things like that. And so we have missionary kid camps that we're doing. Um, we have um, 
counseling sessions and things like that that we do. Um, and that's basically summed up in a nutshell of what we do, is trying to be more proactive on taking care um, of our missionaries and our missionary kids. And so sometimes it's confusing when people are like, well, you're not planning churches or, you know, evangel. Well, we're, all that is, is good, and we all work as a team, you know. But, you know, to work with people, to do member care, to help them be healthy as much as possible, our missionaries, then they're healthy to go out to the mission field. You know, if there's issues with their, their kids or their teenagers, we're helping with them, then they can go out and, and be a little more um, relaxed and more open uh, to do their ministry and help them out. So anyways, that's kind of what, if you want to know more information about it, our table's out there, and we can talk to you more about it, but that's kind of what we do. But the real reason how I got into this a long time ago and how I got into ministry is I was a missionary kid myself in Bolivia for eight years, as a lot of you guys know. And I uh, remember two of my friends, uh, there were girls, and we were all just kind of just playing together, having fun and things like that. And then all of a sudden, their whole demeanor changed, and I n- never knew why. And we didn't come to find out until later they were adults um, that they were sexually abused by a missionary man and a Bolivian man. You know, just devastated their life. And, and from then on, in, in my mind, I said, I want to make sure that that doesn't happen to anybody else, or if it does, that we can walk with them and help them and heal them through this process. And so that's kind of like what inspired me to go out and do member care with others, to help missionaries out, because a lot of that, it, it's, it's an issue that happens on the mission field, and there's not as many laws and regulations as there are here in the United States. And so that's kind of where a lot of this has stemmed from, and that's what we do, what we do. And I could tell you more stories and things about that, but we don't have enough time. Hannah, do you have anything to say? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make her say something. Yeah, um, Jordan summed it up well, and, you know, I, of course, am busy with raising our family, um, but I also try to help out when I can, connecting with the missionary ladies whenever they come through Dallas, either on furlough or whenever they're coming back from the field, um, and also the missionary kid girls. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, she's a big part of the ministry, <laughs> um, and we just really appreciate, again, your faithfulness, your support, and your prayers, and um, we just love you guys, and thank you for everything that you've done for us. Um, thank you for believing in our ministry, and, and, and we just can't thank you guys enough.
I'm honored this morning to have been asked to introduce our special speaker today. Juan Barrientos has become a very dear friend of mine over the years. It's been my privilege in past times to lead seven missions trips with students to Peru. And during those times, I've had opportunity to get to know Brother Juan and his good wife, Ava, and their daughter, Priscilla. They work with World, uh, with World Reach, a mission agency headquartered here in Birmingham. I've been to other countries where World Reach has ministries. Juan uh, will be telling us more about the ministry in which he has been involved over the years, and we thank the Lord for it. Uh, they have a tremendous ministry there and so many things going. One of the things that Juan did this past week was to go with Tim Pruitt, or go to uh, Holland to help Tim Pruitt. Many of you have been praying for Tim, and we're thankful he's back home. He contracted a very serious illness while he was in, uh, in Kenya, and uh, uh, two had to go to, uh, I think it was two of you who went to Holland to help Tim get home. Perhaps Juan can give us an update on uh, Tim in his presentation. When I think of Juan, I think of uh, a song that some of us older ones will remember. A line from it is, A Many-Splendored Thing. Uh, Juan Barrientos is a many-splendored thing. He came from the Netherlands Antilles in Curaçao down in the Caribbean Sea. He was led to Christ at the age of 14 through a very dear friend of our ministry, Brom Kalzer. Many of us know Brom and have followed his ministry over the years. Juan came to Christ at the age of 14. He was discipled in the providence of God. He was led to go to a Bible school in Argentina. And a lovely lady was there who came from Peru. And eventually God led them together, and God has blessed them with a wonderful daughter named Priscilla, and they stood a little while earlier. We're just so delighted to welcome Brom and uh, welcome uh, Juan, uh, who will be speaking to us shortly. Uh, this is interesting to me also. Juan is number 19 of a 22-member children family. I think you ought to get an award for that, my goodness. <laughs> or his dear mother and father. Uh, we got to know one of his sisters also who labored in Peru when we were there. So in a short time, Juan will be bringing the word to us this morning and talking about his ministry in keeping with our request of him. Prior to any further uh, procedures in the service, I've been asked to lead us now in a word of prayer. Shall we pray? Gracious God and Heavenly Father, we thrill to hear the reports of what God is doing through people for whom we pray and whom we assist in their missionary ministries, having become rich partners with them in the work of the gospel. We thrill to hear of what the Lord is doing. We're challenged to pray about what we hear. And we're thankful from our own congregation 
persons have been raised up to go. We ask you, Father, that your mercies may rest upon this service today. And we pray that there will come forth fruitfulness from all of the ministries of our missionary personnel who shared with us earlier and who will be speaking with us in other, on other occasions. We ask your special blessing upon Juan this morning and his dear family. We pray that you will enable him by your spirit as he, like Paul of old, in the missionary conference in the church at Antioch, told what the Lord had been doing. We are thankful, Lord, for the open door of Peru. And we pray as we hear more fully about this great country that our hearts will be deepened with compassion and burden to pray not only for that field and that area of ministry, but for others as well. So bless our brother as he eventually will come and speak to us this morning and speak to all of our hearts, we pray, and accomplish your designs in our midst for the glory of our Lord Jesus, in whose name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand as we worship the Lord this morning.
be seated. Well, good morning. Well, haven't heard about um, so many of you that work with Global Camino. I need to say Buenos Dias, because uh, there's these Spanish-speaking people here. So very glad to be here this morning with you, and all the songs and all the sharing that you um, have shared with us this morning are so beautiful, and. It really makes me to speak in Spanish so I can express myself. You know, English is not my native language. I have, um, as Brother Hugh already told, I was born and raised in the island of Curacao in the Netherlands until, so there we speak Papiamento. And if you believe I come from a big family, um, 22 brothers and sisters, um, Papiamento is a mix of 19 languages. So when people ask me, what language do you think you will be speaking in heaven? I will always say, papiamento, because that's a mix of language. And all of us will speak papiamento. So one day you will understand it. Don't worry about now. So um, we thank the Lord. I'm, I'm working with WorldReach in, in Peru. And WorldReach is based here in Birmingham. In, so... Um, we have five core values that we have in our mission. So one of them is church planting. The church planting is one of the biggest ministry that we have in Peru. We started a church there. It's called La Roca Christian Church. And from this church, God is opening so many doors for other ministries um, in Peru. So the other core value is the evangelism. We have discipleship also. And also we have the training for national leaders and pastors. This training is especially for those that are in the mountains, in the jungle, that didn't have the opportunity to go to a formal Bible institute. We take the Bible institute to them. We teach them. We will be with them there for four or five years until they are ready, equip them with all they need, and encourage them to go and plan new churches. Through this, we have already seen so many churches has been planted in the region, in the north region of Peru. And we are praising the Lord for this. We praise the Lord for this. So, and also, we have another ministry that is called the Humanitarian Relief. And this is the social um, work that we do with our mission. And through this, we started a Christian school and also a prenatal center, which my wife is directing with another are the group of 18 ladies from the church. So, And we thank the Lord for all of this ministry that he is allowing us to be part of it. So I think the next um, slide will be my family. This is my family. So um, as Dr. Hugh already shared, I met Eva in Argentina in the Bible Institute. And we married with a goal to serve the Lord. And we praise the Lord that for 31 years we are doing this already. So... And after 15 years of marriage, God gave us the opportunity to have this little girl that you see there, Priscilla. You know, she was so small when she was born, and now she's tall. <laughs> 15 years old, and very soon we'll be finishing high school in two years and get ready to college 
So we praise the Lord for the time that he has given her to us, that we were able to prepare her for God's ministry. And there was a missionary that has been uh, mentioned this morning. Go to the next slide. Um, this is Peru for South America, very close to, to Bolivia and Brazil, Colombia, Ecuador. And from Peru, God has grown this ministry of the Bible Institute into Colombia and now also in Argentina. And I will be sharing more of this during the, the sermon in this morning. So it will be not the normal sermon that you will hear. I will combine it with also the sharing of this ministry. Keep going. This is the missionary that led me to Christ. You know, Brahm and Betty Kauser. They went to, to Curacao, being obedient to God's call on their life, and through their ministry, when I was sitting one day in a church, I was born and raised in a Christian home, going to church every Sunday, every time the doors of the church were open, our family will fill the church, you know. So um, there was no need for them to go out and seek for people. My father brought all of them into one family. So, um, and Brahm will teach us God's word. And one Sunday, he mentioned two things. He said, you are not going to heaven because you were born in a Christian home. And number two, you are not going to heaven because you attend a Christian church. And that was my belief. I thought that I was going to heaven because I was born in a Christian home. Everything around me was Bible. We were reading the Bible 5 o'clock in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, whole family together. Everything around us was Bible, Bible, Bible. And he mentioned those things. He said, wow. So there is something that I was missing. And he said, the only way you can get to heaven is by having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I said to myself, this is what I need. I understood that Sunday, the gospel. And I went forth into the church and I accepted Jesus as my Savior. Because I thought I was not so bad as the others. But I needed to understand that my sins also departed me from Christ. And I was under the same condemnation as those that was doing a lot of wrong things. So um, God touches my heart. And very soon after this, he and Betty came to me and asked me that, and told me that they were praying for me, that God one day will call me to be a missionary. Well, I was... If this brother that shared this morning, Jordan, was terrible, I was more terrible than him. So I was very kind to Brahm and Beth. They say, well, stop praying. I don't want to be a missionary. So, um, but here I am, you know, because of their prayers. So they pray for, pray, pray for me. They impacted my life for missions. And God has called us, Eva and I, to go to the ministry. So very soon after we graduated, we went to Peru. And we worked there for two years, doing evangelists, training leaders for the youth ministry. We went from border to border doing all of this in two years. And then after two years, we returned back to the Antilles. And after we, a couple of years there, when we thought that this was the place that God wanted us to, to establish, being uh, involved in more ministry in the Caribbean, God has called us back to Peru and we needed to start everything again from scratch, you know. And this is um, where we started, you know. And today we have 
So what Brahm and Betty did with us is what we are doing in other people's lives. Go to the next slide. And we are discipling those families. They came to know Christ. Um, most of them came under our ministry to get to know Christ. The first couple that you see up is Daniel. He's from Argentina. Sonia is a school teacher. Um, they have a, a son, Nathaniel. Um, the other couple have, at the site is Jonathan and Hannah. Um, Hannah is the director of all the English program in the school. Hannah came to Peru because she felt the God's, God's calling on her life. Um, Brom Koso was invited to Nebraska one time and he could not go. He said, I cannot go but my son Timothy is here. Juan is here. I will send him. So he sent me to Nebraska and I was preaching in one children's camp or youth camp and God touched Hannah's heart to go to the mission field. And today she is in Peru, married to a Peruvian man. They have two little daughters and now they are serving the Lord full time care. The next couple is Javier. He just married in in January. He was one of, a, of the first kids that came to the first Bible club in Lima, in our house. We started with the children's ministry in our living room. Ninety children every, every Friday, and he was one of them. He grew in the ministry. He came to know Christ. He went to a Bible seminar, and one day he said, I want to be a pastor. And now today he is on the staff working with us in the ministry. In the middle you see Brian and Evelyn and their two boys. So Brian is the is the youth pastor right now, a football player, soccer player. God called him, saved him. He went to World of Life, prepared himself and today he's working full time as a youth pastor, Bible teacher. He's one of the Bible teachers at a Christian school that we started and also, um, he goes to the Bo- Mobile Bible Institute that we have. We go into the mountain, to the jungle, and he teaches pastors and leaders with us there in the ministry. Jorge and Kisa. Also, Kisa is the, another school teacher uh, married with Jorge. Jorge is also um, in charge of the Mobile Bible Institute. And this is a ministry that is growing not only in Peru, but also in South America. Colombia is one of the countries where the Bible Institute is growing very fast. And we are in Bogota. We are in Medellin. I was just in in Cartagena. I met with a pastor. They have 69 churches. They want us to train them. And now we are praying for the Lord um, to send more laborers into his field because we need more Bible teachers that can go to those places and teach those pastors. David Hancock from Charlotte, North Carolina, an uh, English teacher at a school, um, and he's praying for a wife. So if you want to be a, a wife of a missionary, there you have, you know. Um, at the bottom, we have Anibal, Rocio, and Guillermo, their boy. Anibal is the administrator of, of all the ministry that we are doing. Rocio is the secretary. And both of them are in charge of the children's ministry. They minister almost 300 kids every week in different barrios um, where we are ministering. We are ministering in the south part of Lima, a very um, rural area. And God has given us the opportunity to reach out to the community. We can still go to public school. We can still go and talk about God. So it's still open. So while it's still open, we want to do this and continue to do this. So, And then we have um, Santiago and Elise. Santiago is the coordinator for the Bible Institute in the mountains. 
Elise is the English teacher and music teacher at the school. So um, if you can go to the other slides. This is um, what we are doing with those missionaries. Training them, encouraging them, equipping them, and send them to do to the ministry. We are getting old. One day we will pass away. The scene, we will close that scene for us, and they will continue the ministry. So, And we praise the Lord for them. This is La Roca Prenatal Center with the ladies. One day Eva went with a group of ladies of the church, and they felt the call of the Lord on their life to start with the prenatal ma- uh, ministry. Um, girls, teenage girls get pregnant, and they want to abort because that's the shame of a family there because they are not married. And the parents want them to get rid of those babies. They can come to our um, clinic um, at La Roca and they find ladies that are willing to help them, to help them to save the baby, to teach them how to be a mom, how to take care of them, and to disciple them. So through this ministry, many women came to know Christ as the Savior, and they are being discipled. Maybe not all of them attend the church. But they come to the prenatal center every week to receive vitamins. So we give them vitamin worth one week and they will come the next week and they have the time of fellowship. They have time for discipleship. They have time for counseling. And those ladies are doing a phenomenal job. So um, keep praying for Eva and the woman ministry that, that they have there at La Roca. Go to another slide. And this is uh, one of the classes that we have in the mountains. You can see they are very glad to receive a book. So um, one of the, uh, I think you were sharing that in Thailand there is no bookstore where they can go and buy a Bible. Well, in the mountains it's the same. There is no place where they can go and get a Christian book. So when we go, we take books for them. They are appreciated. These people have a great hunger for God's Word. They can stay there 8, 10, 12 hours a day just sitting and receive from God's Word. You know, and God is doing this in, in, in their ministry. So we have um, two um, sites now that we are still um, doing in the mountains. And now God opened the door in the jungle for us um, to start with this ministry. And this is John, just one door. The jungle is so big, you know, so wide. There is so many churches that need Bible training. So please continue to pray for us. Continue to pray that God will open more doors for us. And that we are able to, to spread the news of, of the gospel and of God's word. So those pastors will go back and teach what you teach them in the class. They will try to teach us the same way that you are teaching us. So we need to be so careful what we teach them. Because they, is, they are going out and they will um, proclaim this as, as God's word to, other, um, to their members um, in their neighborhood, in their villages. And in, in, in the jungle. The La Roca Christian School. This school started. The vision came to us when um, Eva got pregnant. As I told you, after 15 years of marriage, God gave us the privilege to, to have this baby. And since she was in Eva's womb, we start asking ourselves, where is she going to, to study? And we start praying to the Lord. There was no good school in the area. The... The best school was a Catholic school, but the Catholic does a lot of pressure on people that you need to come there 
You need to marry in the Catholic school. You need to be baptized in the Catholic church. You need to do all they do so your kids can come to their school. We cannot do that. So we start praying to the Lord, where you want us to send our kids? We have in Lima, the missionary kids school. They can go. Um, she was able to go there, but it was too far for us. Driving two hours to get there. And if you have lived in South America, you know we have signs on the roads, but they are just signs. <laughs> Nobody cares about them, you know. Um, you have the stop sign. The one that gets first has the preference. So it doesn't mean that you need to stop. So traffic is so bad, you know, and it, it was almost impossible for us to go there. So we start praying. God put on our hearts to start a Christian school in the area and to have to train those kids that will come to, to our school to gain them for Christ, to win them for Christ, and to disciple them and that they can come become leaders, the future leaders of the community. Maybe we are training the next president for Peru. We don't know. But God has brought us so many um, kids. We started with 16 children, one classroom. This year, we just last week, we started 10th grade, 300 kids, K3 to 10th grade. So God is bringing every year more. And we have a long waiting list. People want their kids to come. We teach them English, and the majority want their kids to, to learn English. So this is a, a great tool that God is using. Many parents came to know Christ. Many of them were very Catholic. But even so, they came after meeting after meeting until they understood that they need to have Jesus Christ as their Savior. And now they are part of the church. They are um, worshiping with us and we praise the Lord for all what He is doing. We are just tools in God's hand. Nothing more. So, And we want this tool to be clean, to be perfect, to be useful in the mighty hand of the big God that we have. Do I have another slide there? As I mentioned to you, we minister to 300 kids every week. This was our last camp that we had in February. And they sent us this picture. Most of the kids in green are kids of the school. And they are serving the Lord. You know, they came from very um, different background. They came to know Christ. They are being discipled. And we are giving them the opportunity um, to serve with us in the ministry. One of those girls, um, she wants to be a missionary. She, is, she will be in ninth grade this year. But she has a truth. God has called her. God has placed her call on, our, on her life to be a missionary. And we need to prepare her. One of the boys there, he wants to become a pastor. Francesco. You know, he is the son to the principal of the school. And he has it sure that God is calling him to become a pastor. And we need to train them. God has placed on our hearts that um, after in two years we will, or next year we will have our first graduation. And God is placing on our hearts to have a group of these graduates to come here to the States to a place where they can study, to become good teachers, to be prepared in the Christian worldview of education and then send them back to become the next generation of teachers. So, will you pray for us for this, that God will 
make reality this vision that he is putting on our hearts. We don't know how we're going to do this. None of them can pay uh, education here. But we know we have a big God. And he can provide for everything. He did it from scratch where we started. All the buildings that you have seen there, the school building, it's a, it's a good building. It's a nice building. Every block, every cement, you guys have part in this. And we want to, to thank the church here for all that you guys are doing. I think we have a picture of the church. Um, one of the Sundays, that was two Sundays ago, um, this um, community of believers came together to praise the Lord. Every Sunday we have like 300 people coming to church to worship together and to learn from God's Word. In the beginning it was only Eve and me. But now look what God has done. Because you guys are faithful, praying, supporting us. This is part of your ministry there in Peru. And we want to thank you. And we want to thank our Lord for all that He is doing. Do I have another slide there? Okay. So, pray, go, and give. Or pray, give, and go. But how can we do that? If in our hearts there is still unbelief. If I ask you, do you believe God? You will tell me yes. But um, if God calls you today to go into the mission field, will you believe it? Will you trust it? Go with me into Genesis chapter 12, please. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot went with him. And Abraham was how old? How old? 22? 21? 75 years old. When he departed from Hagar. Are some of you 75 here? Or close to 75? Okay. So what about if God called you this morning? And he will say, go from your country, from your father's house, from your community, to a land that I will show you. That he gave Abraham specific name of the land. He just told him, go and I will show you. If this call come on in your life today, will you go? Will you leave all that you have? Your nice house, your nice job, and go to a land where you don't know where, you, where it is? Maybe it is Thailand, maybe it is um, Australia. We have a world around us. Our world is not only Birmingham. We have a big world. 
And God's heart is beating for this world. And we need to tune our hearts and, and, and ears in accordance to God's heart. Because God's heart is for the mission, for the, for the nations. And we need to be willing to obey. Do we see that Abraham said to the, oh Lord, but I'm old. I'm 75 years old. There's Lord. Lord is young. You can send him. Uh, every time we see uh, to our youth and we say, oh, they are very good and good age to go and serve the Lord. But what about you? 75 years old, 60 maybe, maybe late 50s. Uh, if God calls you, you may say, uh, well, I can go to a, a short-term mission trip and good co- do construction like you showed this morning. That's good. But what about if God plays a call on your heart? Will you be obedient as Abraham? So he exercised complete obedience. He didn't question God. He didn't say, no, I don't feel so good. My body is old. I have so uh, medical issues in my life. He obeyed. And he left. He departed. He went. And God has given him promises. God says to him, I will make you a great name. I will bless you. I will make you a blessing to the nations. In you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. He has given him his promise, his presence, but he didn't know where he was going to land. And he obeyed. And he took all his belongings and depart to the land where God was going to show him. And later on in, in verse chapter 15, God is making a covenant with Abraham again and God is telling him what he was going to do with him, with his son. God is promising, I will give you a son and prove him through his seed, the Savior will come. And verse 6 in, in chapter 15 said, And he believed in the Lord, and he, God, accounted it to him for righteousness. Or another version will say, He considered him as a man that is just. Because he believed. Unbelief is a hinder to our prayer. Unbelief is a hinder to our giving. And unbelief is a hinder to our going. Pray, give, and go. When Jesus was on, on the earth, and he was with Jairus, and Jairus came to seek him because his daughter was dying. And then they had the event of this woman, a woman that was with a bleeding for so many years, and Jesus healed him, but because he stopped on his road, the people of his household came and said, well, don't bother the Lord anymore because your daughter has just died. Jesus turned to him and said, do not be afraid. Only believe. How can he believe if his daughter was there? And we know the story. Jesus raised her from the dead. Can you believe the Lord? 
Can you only believe him? Just accept the calling and said, Lord, I will do this. I will go wherever you want me. I will go without murmuring, without being um, bitter, without bitterness, without no complaints. Lord, I'm willing to obey. I'm giving you my total obedience to your will. Abraham was willing to do this. But in chapter 22, if you think that things was going better for him, now God is asking him another thing. To sacrifice his only son, Isaac. And again the Lord spoke to him, verse 1, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of those mountains of which I shall tell you. If God asks you to do this, will you be obeyed? Will you do that? He's asking Abraham to sacrifice his only son. The only son um, where he gave him all the promises. The son where he said, through him the Savior will come. Through him the nations will be blessed. And now God is asking him to go to the mountains of Moriah and sacrifice this son. But also the scripture said that this was the son that he loved. He loved it so much because he had it when he was almost 100 years old or 90 so much years old. And God said to him, now I want you to go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering. If you were Abraham, what will you tell the Lord? Will you question him? Now we see that Abraham did what? So Abraham, Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Absolute obedience, totally surrender. Nothing he was going to, to spare or, or, or save. He will say, no God, you can touch my life. You can call me. You have already called me from my country. You have blessed me, I know. But now God, this is my son. This is what you have given me. Through him you said that I will be a blessing to all the nations. And now you want me to kill him? You want me to offer him as a burnt sacrifice? So God... The Bible was so clear that he said he was testing Abraham. Abraham went to the place. And he put Isaac on that sacrifice. Took his knife. And the moment that he was going to sacrifice him, the voice of the Lord came. Say, Abraham, don't do this. Because now I know that you fear me. Now I know that you are really ready to obey me. 
Now I know that I can use you for all the, the things that I have called you. Pray, give, and go. Not with unbelief. Absolute obedience. Total surrendering to the will of the Lord. I don't know what, what's God's call on your life. You know that. But I'm sure that God is calling some of you in this church. Maybe a young, maybe an elder people, like he did with Abraham, 75 years old. I don't know. But what we know is that God never stopped calling. And he continues to call people into his ministry. He wants you to pray. He wants you to give. And he wants you to go. Because God's heart beats for the nations. And that's what we need to be in, in, in accordance with Him. That He has a big plan, a great plan for all of us. It is not God's will that we will just come and sit and praise Him. Those songs this morning was very tremendous. You know? Especially the last one. We sang this also in our church. You know, Your great name. And God wants His great name to be known in all the earth. He said, you will be my witness starting in Jerusalem, but going forth into all the nations. There are still billions of people that never heard of Christ. Never. A brother this morning from Thailand was sharing with us that there was people that never heard the gospel. About the creation. They were, are teaching in, 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 in other doctrines. And they don't know the truth of the gospel. They don't know the truth of God's word. God is giving us opportunities in Peru. To raise a new generation. That can know the Lord. That will know him. That will obey him. That will surrender to him. And that will fear him. This is what we need. Obedience, surrender, and fear to the Lord. And when we have this, we will be ready to go and do God's will. Whatever He's asking us to do. doesn't matter if it's children's ministry, prenatal ministry, translation of the scripture. God has variety of ministries for us. Taking care of missionary kids. How important is that? How important is that? You know, our kids can keep us on the field or they can take us out of the field of their testimony. So God is raising a new generation. And we need to be tuned to what God is doing. Pray, give, and go. Are you willing to do this? Are you willing to do this with total obedience? Absolute obedience, total surrendering, and fearing the Lord? Let's pray together. Father, we do thank you for your word in this morning. Father, we pray that you will continue to call people to your ministry. To do what you have planned for us to do. To spread the gospel around the globe. 
and to disciple and to train others to obey you, to surrender to your will, and to fear you in everywhere you will lead us. We pray that you will continue your work that we have started in us. And we pray all these things in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I just want to finish with another Bible verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58 Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Church, we just want to thank you. Your work is not in vain. You are investing in, in missionaries' lives, whether in Peru, Bolivia, Thailand, other places, Camino Global. And we want you to know that your labor that you're doing here is not in vain. One day eternity will show us how much impact you have done in so many lives that you don't even know. But we will spend eternity together because you have been faithful in prayer, in giving. But also, we want you to abound in going, in sending missionaries of your own and be a part of all what God is doing. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Thank you, brother. If we can all stand. And in light of what we've just heard, in light of the, the theme of this mission conference. Um, as we sing these words, um, my prayer, our prayer, is that this would be the declaration of our hearts, that it would be more than just words we're singing, that we would be willing to surrender and say, Lord, everything I have is yours.
to declare your promise, my soul. 